the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your money. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Finally brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. Tell them to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. And I'm here with my co-host to break down the Thursday night football. Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, Terrell just lagged out, so I think he's coming back in. But either way, uh, looking forward to going through the Thursday night game. Should be an interesting one. You have the Chiefs, who, of course, are favored by a bunch of points, and we have a divisional game, so maybe that'll be competitive. Either way, uh, looking forward to the game. Very much so. And last week, we the Chicago Bears, but we had the Chicago Bears dominating the Washington Commanders. I assume because it's you, Scott Studio, right show that you took the chalky side of Washington minus six? Uh, yes, I did. But I did like the over, so I balanced that out. Yeah. Yeah. One day, Scott, one day you'll understand the chalk is not the way to one day. We'll, we, we'll get there. We'll get there. I, however, although I was not here in appearance, I did cash the Chicago Bears plus six and Chicago Bears on the money line rather easily, in fact. All right. But we're not talking about last week. We're not looking in the rear view. We're looking at right now. And right now we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos where Kansas City is laying ten and a half. Opened up at seven. Now it's up to 10 and a half. 47 and a half is the total. That's come down half a point. I mean, it's so easy here. I, I really, I don't have to think about it. I really don't. And it's just, and it's not really the fact of any type of handicap. I told you, and we've been on this, we've been on this subject, maybe not this show, but on the afternoon show, there's no situation at all whatsoever that you can but bet Russ. Like, there's no situation. There's no situational spot. There's no handicap. There's nothing that actually sits here and tells you it's a good idea that, hey, we should bet Russell Wilson Day. Like, there's no situation. So let me get this straight. You're telling me that you just gave me a brief lecture 
about how chalk is never the answer and you're laying 10 and a half in a divisional game on Thursday? No, because this actually isn't chalk. There's actually more people laying laying with the Denver Broncos than, really? than it is Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, it is. That surprises me a lot because Denver's so, a lost cause. So so I, I know I know how to look at a line and know when a line is chalky or not. And while this is a lot of points towards the favorite, it is not the chalky side. I don't know if it is a lot of points for the favorite because the Broncos are a terrible organization. I, they're just bad. There's no way around it. I mean, what do they do well at? They have Patrick Sertan, and that's basically it. You have McLaughlin, who's been a decent running back, and they might get Javante back. So I guess maybe the ground game, but I, I they can enough- argue. I can argue that this team probably actually does a lot of things well, but unfortunately, the person at the helm is Russell Wilson, and that makes everything go shit. So I wanted to at least touch on that because you look at Wilson's numbers this year. They're actually not terrible. Oh, but... no. Oh, no, no, no. Where's, the, where's the drops? Where's the drops? What? He's about to start saying the numbers aren't terrible. It's not all Russ' fault. It's not all Russ's fault. They have the worst defense in the history of the sport right now. Or at least one of them. It's either them or Chicago. But I just want to point this out. Wilson's numbers this year are once again, not totally atrocious. So I think a lot of the problems involve the defense, but it does bring me up to an issue that Russ is having with Sean Payton. The second half, they're a really, really bad second half team. First half offensively, scripted play is not terrible. Well, once they get into halftime, they are a complete lost cause in the final 30 minutes. But Russ's numbers this year, about 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, two picks. His QBR is not great. It's 45.2, but it's 22nd in the league. There are worse quarterbacks out there. I'm not saying Russ is worth the no, contract. There's, there's actually like that, not. But what for? There's not a worse quarterback for what Russ is supposed to be. You like you actually have to watch. I don't care what the numbers say. You have to physically watch Russ play. He looks bad almost every single time he steps on the field. I like watched the only week, year. The only year that the only year that looks better than this is last year, and last year was really really bad. Like I'm just he, saying. No, he I looked worse last year. He might have looked worse last year. Like I think these, he was worse years, last year than this year. These I'm not, years once are again, really, really bad. I'm not saying Russ is good. That's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm just saying that I don't think he's get. He should get all of the blame for what's happening this season when the defense is historically bad. Give up 70 points in a game, and Sean Payton doesn't really have a plan on what the actual, I, I, what to do with the roster at this point, but. I think there were problems before Russ, but Russ's contract's a big issue for the future of the franchise. I can't blame the defense when your quarterback and your offense is giving the other team the ball with half the field to go, and you're telling the defense, hey, yeah, go defend 100 yards. And but how's the quarterback like doing that when he has two interceptions on the year? He's he's not good. He's not moving I, the I ball I never said he was good, but you're out. saying that They're the going defense... three and out. They're going three and out inside their own 10-yard line. Every You're saying other the drive. defense deserves a pass for Wilson being I bad. Don't think they give up 70 points in a game. I'm not blaming that on Russ. They give up 70 points in a game. I don't think you're actually watching. Like, they're, the offense is not helping the defense out. I watched out. the like, entire Jets game defense. last week. You don't put, they're not putting the defense in any good situations at all. Like I no watched the entire situations. Jets game last week. Wilson was good in the first half. Once again, the offense fell apart in the second half, the story of the season. But I did not think Russ looked awful. Throughout you that could game. give you could put the you could put the opponent the opposing team against the 49ers on the 50 yard line or better every single drive and they're going to give up points too. I think their defense is just atrocious. Their defense is bad, yes, but the offense isn't helping. 
The offense is not helping them. The offense is making it worse. The offense is absolutely making it worse. I'm just it saying, I think that I think Russ hasn't been as bad as people are making him out to be. He's not this been is the good. Worst team in the league. This is by far the worst team in the league. I think Carolina is easily the worst team in the league. No, because I think, I think Carolina is actual garbage. They might no, go because, one in No, because, Carolina is terrible. because this team is just as bad as Carolina, and they have better talent. This is the worst team in the league. At least they won they a game. They have better talent. I don't know when Carolina is going to win a game. Worse. I don't know when Carolina is winning a game. They're going to at some point. I'm not saying they're going to go 0-17, but if I had to go with the worst team in the league right now, I got to go with the only winless team. So I'll go with Carolina. I think Denver's probably second. If I had to pick the power rankings, Giants are probably third for worst team in the league. But I'd put Denver at second. I think Carolina's the worst until they win a game. At least I, at least there's situ- – well, no. I, at Carolina's not worse, and I'll tell you why Carolina's not worse. they have a lot of injured players who are good? No. Because Carolina is uh, – um, they've covered a game. I'm pretty sure they covered a game. Yeah, they've covered a game. Yeah, so Carolina's not worse. They they that's off that did off the strength cover, of that alone. They pushed against the Saints in Week One. Did they actually cover? Yeah, they pushed. Which game did they cover? I mean, that's I mean that's that's better than what Denver's done. Nothing. You've you've at least gotten your money back on one play. Denver's worse. The same is terrible. Like I said, nothing nothing else. But Kansas City minus ten and a half. Like there's really nothing to think about here. No, uh, Carol, uh, Kansas City should win this game by double digits because Denver can't stop anybody. I once again acknowledge the offense is especially bad in the second half, and I do think that Mahomes will be able to move the ball easily. Not to mention the fact that Denver is giving up about 190 rushing yards per game, which is insane when you think about it. That's an, an absurd amount of rushing yards allowed. But I'm Denver how many rushing is yards they're giving up outside the Miami game. It's a lot. I mean, Brees led all running backs in rushing last week. And he had like 160 or 170. I think he had 177. Uh, Chicago was okay, I think, against the run, but you, uh, with the run. But then again, you saw Fields light him up. So they didn't I, know. Really I just think that I, th- I think it's a little skewed because they gave up 70 points in a game. But again, you gave up 70 points in a game. Like this team is terrible. I, I don't, I'm good luck. Really bad. Finding any way to bet this. I mean, maybe the first half, but like, and it's, in Arrow, and it's in Arrowhead. So Denver's also on the road. Like I, I think that Kansas City's going to win. Um, I forgot the exact number. How many consecutive games has Kansas City won against this team? Like I want to say like trillion, billion, trillion, hundred trillion, billion, trillion, trillion. It's it's been a lot. I, I want to actually pull up when the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs in a game because I I actually want to know what year that was in. Uh, I think Mahomes is eleven and a lifetime, but let me just confirm this. So the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs was two thousand fifteen. <laughs> Which means that they have lost, what was that, five in a row? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They've lost fifteen straight games against the Chiefs. Fifteen. Same sucks. Same sucks. Sean Payton sucks. Russ sucks. Everything about this team is bad, except Patrick Sertan. I think that's the only person that's probably worth the damn on this whole roster. The only annoying part is the Chiefs constantly playing around with their food against weaker competition. So I'm not going to take an alt line here, but I think they'll be up 20. Denver will score garbage. Oh, you learned your lesson. They won by 14. So I can't say I learned my lesson when the last time I laid double digits with the Chiefs, they beat the Bears by 40. Was the they Jets. weren't favored by double you, digits. No, you laid minus 12 and a half at plus money with the Chiefs. 
Don't try to say last time. That was not on the show. That was on the. That was on the. No, no. Now he's saying that was on it. It was on. It wasn't on the show. No, Scott. You you went alt line minus twelve and a half against your jet. I did. That didn't work out. I actually forgot I even did that. So that's fair. Yeah. But on this show, (laughs) I I I took the. uh, Oh, actually, wasn't even the show because that was the afternoon show podcast. So I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I'm glad we're in agreement here. Before we get to the. Well, you like the over or the under? Uh, under this team sucks. I think I have to lean to the under because I don't think the Broncos are going to be on the field that much because the Chiefs score touchdowns, but they take a ton of time off the clock. They really don't generate that many big plays. And Kelsey's injured. I'm not sure he's going to play. I'm assuming he's going to, but I didn't exact. He hasn't looked great. I see a lot of long drives. I see a bunch of seven minute drives draining a bunch of clock. I'm on the under. Yeah, 28 10. That's your final. All right. Brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research the NFL, NBA, MLB, soccer, everything with Hall of Fame Bets. Any parlay idea put into the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer. They'll break it down by leg, they'll give you the expected probability. Join over 30,000 30, users researching the Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app. Or visit hobets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. First touchdown. I'll defer over to you, Scott. One, because I'm not 100% ready, but I'll defer over to you for first touchdown. Did you hit first touchdown last week? Um, no, I did DJ not. Moore. DJ, I did not have DJ Moore. No. Dang. I don't think Munaf did either. But anyway, uh, to look at the first touchdown scores, I only did three this week. Kansas City is just so tricky with the amount of pass catchers they have and with Kelsey's injury. So I only ended up going with three, especially with how Pacheco and McKinnon are priced. I thought they were a bit too cheap. So the first one was Rasheed Rice. I got him at 14 to one. He's had a touchdown in two of the first five games of the season, had a touchdown last week. And I do think, once again, Mahomes is growing trust in him after he had some drop issues in the preseason. Uh, so he's going to be my first pick for Kansas City. I did pick one Denver player. I have Cortland Sutton at 18-1. to 1. He's had a touchdown in three of the first five games of the season. He's also played at least 83% of the snaps in every game this season. But Wilson loves targeting him in the red zone. He's his favorite red zone target by far. So I'll take him at 18-1. to 1. And my last pick was Kansas City defense and special teams. Uh, once again, Russ can do something stupid, and it wouldn't shock me. But I am going to go with the Chiefs defense and special teams at around 28 to 1. All right. Let's see here. How do we want to t- uh, tackle this slate? You have Number one, going Jeremy Kinnick at 18 to 1. I think that this is a pretty good spot for Jeremy Kinnick to get in on a passing down. Uh, I think that the thought process is that the Broncos so bad against the running back, so bad on the ground that you immediately think Pacheco. And I kind of think that there's a there's a world of possibility where Pacheco's just happens not to be on the field when they break a long run. And I think that that could be McKinnon. I actually kind of kind of want to go. Mm, I kind of want to go Ch. I think I'll do that. I think I'll do both of them. And I'll go both running backs for the K 
Kansas City Chiefs. I like CEH at 24 to 1. I like Jerick McKinnon at 18 to 1. And that's really it. I'm fading the running back angle, but I'm not taking Pacheco at plus 480 like come on now i'm not taking him at plus 480 maybe it's a situation where pacheco rips a long run gets tackled and he has to come off the field because he's gassed and you get a ceh or a, a Jared mckinnon mckinnon being able to get out into the flat and catch one i kind of like both of those backs i really 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 hate playing the pass catcher game with the kansas city chiefs because it's so tough and, and I actually don't think the Chiefs are probably going to score the first touchdown. I actually think Denver is probably going to score the first touchdown. It just seems that's how Thursday night games kind of go. So I'll take both running backs uh, and sprinkle on there. For my next bet, give me Adam Troutman at 32-1, to tight end for the Denver Broncos. This is Sean Payton's guy. He is Sean. He's brought him over from the New Orleans Saints. He has a pretty sizable workload already coming over. and you know, we'll see if uh Greg, what's his name? Greg Dulwich. How do you pronounce oh, his yeah. name? Dulwich. Yeah, so uh Dulwich, it seems like he is practicing and he could potentially return to this game. If he does, I probably will pivot over to Dulwich instead of Troutman as the top tight end and probably the one that'll get into the end zone. I like the tight end. It just depends on which one do I get. I think Dulwich comes back. If Dulwich comes back, I don't have a line out on him. I will take Dulwich. I think that's a good angle. But since not, I'll take Adam Troutman, who is by far and away clearing the Denver Broncos in tight end snaps. 253 tight end snaps on the season. The next highest was Chris Manhurst, former Jacksonville Jaguar, with 95. So Adam Troutman, 32 to 1. If you're on the field 90% of the time, 32 to 1 is mispriced. Do anybody else or just those three? No, I definitely have. Come on, Scott. Just because a team is bad, you don't mess up the mojo and not add your fourth touchdown score. That's where you went wrong. Just because a team is bad, you got to still put the fourth I don't know if I can say I went wrong. I got it in week one. I think I've, uh, no, I got it in week two. We had, we had a Hawkinson, but I haven't gotten one since. So I'm switching it up a little bit. Give me the Denver Broncos defense to get it done. Denver defense. Okay. I like it. Denver Broncos defense. I see them at, I want the special teams in there as well. 50 to one. And it seemed it, it's Thursday night and things get weird on Thursday night, man. And just how we talked about how Mahomes goat Mahomes greatest of all time, greatest quarterback of all time. I don't care what anybody says. They know that they haven't beat this man ever. They understand that. And in a year where this defense is the worst defense in the league, they're giving up the most points per game in the league. This is probably still the better part of this team. <laughs> like they're still probably, they're probably still the better part of this team, to be honest. And so I think that this is an opportunity where uh, you get all of those pass catchers and just how finicky they've been over the course of the year. I can see a Tony tip ball going back for a touchdown again. Like I can see something like that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have too, too much faith in this Denver offense outside of maybe one of these tight ends scoring. I mean, uh, Marvin Mims eh, potentially, but I think that the Chiefs do pretty good against wide receivers and they like their secondary against the, these guys. Uh, so I, I like a, a flyer on the Denver Broncos defense. It feels like that's a very contrarian play that nobody's going to play and everybody's going to look up 
on Thursday and be like, dang, Denver's defense got the first touchdown. Who called that? This guy. All right. There's my four touchdown scores. I will take both of the Chiefs running backs outside of Isaiah Pacheco, Jack McKinnon, 18 to 1, Clyde, CH Clyde Edwards Elaire at 28 to 1. I found 28 to 1. I have Artem Troutman at 32 to 1, and the Denver Broncos defense and special teams at 50 to 1. Feels good. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. I will say that much. All right, before we get to the next part of our breakdown, got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers that you can enjoy a nice, spicy 100 to 1 payout. What? 100 times your money payout. And for a limited time offer, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. So make sure you get in there with your first deposit. You can get a 100% deposit match up to $500. Come on, people. 100K Sundays continue on. 10 lucky players will win 10K each. Unfortunately, Underdog has not decided to make that me this week. But there's always next week. And I'm going to keep trying because I have faith that Underdog will reward my efforts. Here we go. Sign up. Promo code SGPN. Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SGPN. All right. Let's see here. We got player props, Scott. I will let you go ahead with your first prop in this game. Where are you targeting? All right, so for the first one, I had to go to Kansas City's running back group because Denver, once again, is allowing the most rushing yards per game in the league by a country mile. I took Pacheco, longest rush, over 15.5 rushing yards, uh, or over over 15.5 yards at minus 120. He's gone over in three of the last four. He's gone over in six of the last nine. Denver's allowing 187.6 rushing yards per game. Even you think that Pacheco's going to break one because you think he's going to be exhausted if they get to the goal line. They're going to end up uh, subbing him out, but... Simply put, Denver can't stop anybody. I saw Brees Hall have a 70-plus yard run. Uh, it's crazy how many open open running lanes there are. Maybe even a draw play for Pacheco, but we know he runs tough. We know Denver can't tackle. I think it's a good combo. Game flow as well. If you think that Kansas City is going to blow it open, they're going to be running the ball a lot, trying to drain clock. This line just feels a bit short to me. I'm going to go with the over 15-and-a-half longest rush for Pacheco. All right. Yeah, I co-signed that. I, like I said, I think that he has a chance to break one. His defense is pretty bad when it comes to comes to the rush. Uh, let's see here. I will take. Hmm. Which one of you degenerates is going to put Russell Wilson on his ass? I am torn. And so I have to go to the stat sheet here because I can go. Mm, I don't think I want to lay the juice with Chris Jones. So let's go with George Karloftis. Minus 110 over 0.75 sacks in this one. And this offensive line is pretty bad. It's like horrible. The the pass rush for the Kansas City Chiefs is actually pretty good. Like this Kansas City Chiefs defense isn't getting enough credit, and I just don't understand how certain people in this company can think that the Kansas City Chiefs are not Super Bowl favorites or think that they're just a great team and not put them as Super Bowl favorites. But it's it's very disgusting. It's very very weird, 
And I think that this is an opportunity for this Chiefs defense to come in here on a short week and really just kind of impose their will on Russell Wilson, who won. Timing is all the way off just in terms of being a quarterback overall, getting the ball out. Like, it seems like his timing just kind of is not there. And we look at, you know, what Carl offers. He already has two sacks on the season. Chris Jones has four and a half sacks on the season. I think that they will put a little bit of effort and shift that line a little bit more to Chris Jones' side. And that opened up some one-on-one opportunities uh, for Carl Octus in this game. Last year against the Denver Broncos, he did record a sack in both games here. I think this is pretty good price for Carl Octus. Minus 110 to record over 0.75, which is basically one full sack. I will take that. Yeah, I think that, once again, Denver has a hard time pass protecting, so that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, besides, I actually did a defensive see. prop There's, as well. I wonder if they have – I wonder if it's a scripture for this. Some sacks that must be having score. Let me see if they have a crow off of score. They don't. Uh, you want me to wait for you? I'm going to just read oh, right now. You don't have any defensive stats. Okay. Uh, so for the defensive prop that I actually have, I went to a Denver player. I have Damari Mathis over four and a half tackles plus assists at minus 145. He's gone over this number in all five games this season. He's had at least six tackles and assists in three of the last four games. And time possession is going to be important here. Denver ranks 26th in time possession. Kansas City ranks 7th, so I do expect Kansas City to be on the field for a lot of this game. A lot of long drives, a lot of plays. I think he'll be on the field because of it. But Mathis going over in every game tells me this line is a bit short. Give me Damari Mathis over four and a half tackles plus assists at minus 145. All right. Shifted to the underdog here because I wanted to go ahead and start building our underdog line. We were doing this. I mean, Russ... Half a humble loss is seven five scorched. How do we? How do we not? We not. I, well, the argument I, is we tried it with Cousins and it didn't work out in the afternoon show. But we saw Wilson literally do this last week for a touchdown to lose the game. Yes, man. So, good. I think we. I think we. We take the scorcher. It, it's no. It, there's no. There, there's no loss here. I think we take the chance with the scorcher here. Russ yeah, sucks. I think that this Chiefs defense is really good. I think it's a sack fumble by Carlock by Carlockus. That's actually how I'm calling it. I cashed two props at once, going higher for the 1.75x scorcher with Russ Wilson. Half a fumble loss. Like it. That's a nice spicy play that has already boosted our payout of the underdog lineup that I'm building as we go on. Scott, you can go over to your third prop. So for this one, I'm going to go to the Kansas City receiving core. I'm going to go with Justin Watson over 20 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. Uh, You're going through the numbers and Watson's been good this season. He's recorded at least 45 receiving yards in four of the first five games. He's had at least 27 yards in six of the last nine games. I get the argument. It's that he doesn't catch many passes, but he is a deep threat, and Mahomes does trust him. We saw that on that Hail Mary pass he had on third down. It was like an arm punt, but Watson came down with it for a big gain. 20 and a half just seems a bit low to me for a guy who has really earned Mahomes' trust as a deep threat. One reception should get this done, but I do like it. I'm going to go with Watson over 20 and a half receiving yards. Uh, man. 
Kansas City receivers are just – it's like a dart at a board, man. It really like, is, but I'm hoping Sertan – Sertan's not going to get matched up on Watson, so I'm hoping that eliminates one of the options. Let's see. Last week, Watson had – he was third in snaps in that receiving core behind Sky Moore and Valdez Scantling. I mean, at one point it was what Rishi Rice leading snap count. Now it's Marta is yeah. At one well, point, Scantling Rice had up a, there, but he hasn't done anything all year. Yeah, Scantling actually leads them in all. He's at two hundred and eighteen snaps. Then Sky Moore at two twelve. Then Justin Watson at one fifty three. Rishi Rice at one twenty three. Darius Tony at seventy nine. Justin Ross at fifty four. Richie James twenty six. You have uh, any other props you want to share? Um, I'm building our underdog lineup. I had an honorable mention, which was McKinnon McKinnon receiving yards I liked, which was like 11.5, 12.5. I I like that as well. That was my honorable mention. We'll throw your honorable mention in there because Karlofkis is not in here for me to add another one. So that would give us four. That means we just need one more for the five pick, and that's my last prop. I want to go here through underdog. And I think that I think that the numbers just kind of the numbers just kind of it. This is a misprice. And I think we should just go ahead and take it. So Rishi Rice to a higher half a rush or receiving touchdown is at 1.5 X. I just told you the snap count where Rishi Rice has 123 snaps. Sky Moore is 2 X for a touchdown. And his snap count is almost a hundred more. He's almost playing. A, he's almost seeing the field a hundred more times than Rishi Rice. You look at the target count, and we go back the target count now. Rishi Rice is clearing this field in targets. Twenty four for Rishi Rice, nineteen for the Kadarius Tony, which is interesting because Kadarius Tony only had seventy nine snaps. I think I said seventeen for Sky Moore, sixteen for Watson. I think that the answer that a lot of people are doing is Rishi Rice because he is leading in targets. I think then people try to sell themselves on Valdez Scantling somehow. I think we go I think we go Sky Moore. So I'm going to I'm going to add cuz I want another scorcher in there and boost our payout. I'd rather I'm going to go big go home type of person here. I'm going to go Sky Moore score a touchdown here. 2x scorcher. Or an underdog. That's going to be my third prop. And we're going to throw that into the underdog lineup. Five for five. Easy enough. Where is Sky Moore? There we go. So we have Justin Watson, higher, 23 and a half receiving yards. Damari Mathis, higher, five tackles and assists. Jerick McKinnon, higher, 13 and a half receiving yards. Sky Moore, higher, half a rusher receiving touchdown. 2x, Scorcher, and Russell Wilson, Higher, half a fumble loss, 1.75x scorcher. Scott, do you want to take a guess at how big this payout is? I don't know. Is it like 130 to 1 or something? No, it can only max out 101. I'll give you that. Is it like 95 to 1? 70 to 1. Okay. I'm not a Sky Moore guy, but I I like the price. It's a better price. He sees the field more. There's, I think there's opportunity. And nobody's talking about him. That's how you handicap the Chiefs wide receivers. You get the one that nobody's talking about. I trust my, I trust myself, Scott. We got Sky Morgan's yeah, so touchdown. So did I. I said it's fine. Sky Morgan's touchdown this week. There you go. 
There's your underdog pick'em contest for the week. We gave it to you a little bit earlier in the show, so this will this will test the people. Some people just kind of skip to the end and get the picks at the end. We're gonna test the people because we gave you the underdog pick'em a lot earlier. All right, want to get to DFS? Sure. Let's go. I'll let you drop your lineup. You for uh, for the people that are just now playing at home or just now catching us home. Scott does a lineup from FanDuel. I do a lineup from DraftKings. Different prices, different amount of players that play in a lineup. Same good picks. Scott, I'll go over to you. Who are you playing for DFS this week? So for the captain spot, I'm sure most people are going to pick Mahomes. I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Pacheco as the captain. Denver's that bad against the run. I think Pacheco could be in line for 100 yards, maybe a touchdown or two. But I do like him uh, against the worst rush defense in the league as the captain. Given Pacheco should be getting at least 15 carries, probably closer to 20 if game flow is what we think it's going to be. Given Pacheco is my MVP. All right, no, keep going. Run off your oh, whole line. Oh, just run it down. Okay. So for my flexes, I have Mahomes because I can't ignore Mahomes, but I'm not going to put him in the captain spot. I have Butker, who has been a pretty solid kicker for Kansas City so far this season. I have McKinnon, who is a very low-budget option, who's actually done very well against Denver in his career. And I have McLaughlin. Now, McLaughlin is my lone Bronco, and I do know that Javante might be coming back this season. But if you, uh, for this game, I mean... But McLaughlin, if you've been watching him the last couple of weeks, has actually been really good. And I do think that he has carved out a role for himself as worst case scenario, a pass catcher with this team. But he's got some playmaking ability, and Denver doesn't have much of that. So I did go with McLaughlin as my last flex, my only Bronco in the lineup. There are a couple of guys that I was tempted by uh, when, it came, when it came to the rest of the lineups. I thought about Kansas City's defense, ended up deciding not to. I get it, but I don't know. I, I think that there is a chance that Kansas City's defense does enough to keep Denver from scoring, but they don't force enough turnover, so I stayed away from them. I thought about Troutman, uh, which was an interesting option, but with Dolich potentially coming back, I decided that it might not be worth the risk. So I ended up with McLaughlin as my only Bronco guy. All right. Is that everybody? Uh, yeah. Went through my five. Okay. I'll repeat it again after you give out yours. I feel like I got weird. Okay. Oh, I know I got weird. you have weird. Troutman on there somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had him for first touchdown. So, so, but that could come to a screeching halt depending on Dulwich situation. Yeah. If Dulwich comes back, I'm definitely probably going Dulwich because I think he. Mm, I don't Even know. If he comes I'll back probably, though, is he going to be limited like from a snap count perspective? I don't know, man. Russ really likes that guy. I'm not sure Peyton really? does. Peyton's the one who yeah. controls who gets on the field. All right. Hmm. So, I felt like, oh, wait, I definitely did that wrong. Okay, there we go. So, I feel like to win a million dollars on Thursday, you got to get weird. And especially in Kansas City Chiefs game, you really just got to call your shot making that wide receiver your captain for a lot of these Kansas City, you know, games like you got to call your shot a little bit because they get into a touchdown or they get two touchdowns and that's really it so we talked about them i gave them out for the scorcher i'm gonna just give i'm gonna give them out again sky Moore in the captain slot just it feels like he's the one nobody's talking about like as i scroll through looking at what you know twitter and look at what people are betting i see a lot of reishi rices I actually saw uh, Valdez Scantling. I don't. I don't know how they did that. Kadarius Tony. People continue, continue, continue to put money on Kadarius Tony, even though he sucks. 
And so I sat here and said, well, where's the opportunity for me? And so I said, let's let's try Sky Moore. And maybe he's the guy. He could easily this could easily blow up in my face and be wrong. Or I could 100 percent be right. Absolutely kill it. And I win a million dollars. And so I'm going with Sky Moore in the captain slot. Clear enough, Patrick Mahomes definitely in the flex. Clear enough, Kelsey is definitely in the flex. Adam Troutman as well, double tight end in the flex. I like Adam Troutman to get into the end zone. I think he can have a pretty solid game. I am also going with Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy can actually catch a couple of long balls, some garbage time touchdown, a lot more garbage time for Jerry Judy and Adam Troutman. That's why I got them in into the lineup. And then I did take your guy. I'm considering taking him out and adding somebody else, but it was really, mm, yeah. Well, you say you say my guy. Which guy's my guy? Justin Watson. Oh, okay. I added Justin Watson into the lineup, thinking of just a you know a late little flyer, somebody that can mess around, get into the end zone, get catch a big pass. And you look up, and he's got double-digit fantasy points, and he adds to this total. So two receivers on this team that it feels like nobody's talking about, and I think that they can actually have some pretty good impact into this game. So Sky Moore in the captain slot, Jared Judy, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Adam Troutman, and Justin Watson. I like how we basically had nobody uh, that overlapped in our lineups. It's because this game is this is this is this game. Like yeah, I feel like really if we is. overlap anywhere, that's just a kiss of death for that player. Yeah, it is fair. All right, it's getting a lot. Anytime touchdown. For my lock. Go first. Yeah. For my lock, let's go with. Oh, am I about to lock up a defensive prop? You're going Carlos? <laughs> I'm considering it. I mean, he's got he he's got two sacks against this team already, and this offensive line is terrible. And Russ holds the ball way too long. Like, I mean. It's really nothing else. Ah, oh, screw it. No, just give me Kansas City minus 10 and a half. This team sucks. Broncos are terrible. Yeah, just give me Kansas City minus 10 and a half. I think they get it done. All right. Anytime touchdown. I feel like I already have a lot of stock on Sky Moore. Need to spread them off a little bit. I wonder if they have Dullet. They don't have. I don't think they're going to bother putting Dolik on there if they don't know for certain if he's going to play or not. So I, I'm assuming that Dolik will not have a lineup until it's confirmed he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, but that might not be a thing until either Dulles Wednesday or, or Thursday. Uh. But who knows? We'll see. He might be a game-time decision. So it, it, you might have to wait it out and see if uh, Dolik actually gets some lines. But who knows? Either way, um, I think Terrell lagged out, so I'll give out mine in the meantime. Uh, starting off with my lock, I am going to go back to Pacheco. I'm going to take his longest rush over 15 and a half yards. Once again, Denver being that bad against the run, I think has a lot of value to it. So I'm going to go with the over there at minus 120. And for my anytime touchdown prop, it's actually one of my favorite props in general for the game. Jarek McKinnon, anytime touchdown. At plus 350, his numbers against Denver have been insane ever since he joined the Chiefs. To go through his numbers, 
You're looking at McKinnon, who has recorded five receiving touchdowns in his last three games against Denver. Five receiving touchdowns. You know how insane that is as a backup running back? Five receiving touchdowns against one team? That's nuts. So I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, McKinnon anytime touchdown at plus three fifty as my touchdown score prop. And I got Adam Trotman at four to one. I'm trying to hurry up and say this before my internet cuts yeah, out on me again. But yes, Adam Trotman four to one. You got McKinnon plus three fifty. I feel like these are some winners. What, I, was your, I, what was your lock? You got your Chiefs minus ten and a half. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs minus ten and a half, man. Okay. I tried to get away from it, but. I mean, come on, this Russ sucks. There's no, there's paper, never a Kansas good situation. City should win this game by like 20 points on paper. So. There's no situation, like there's no situation where it's okay to bet Russ. He's he's had every favorable situation in the book over the past two years, and he's not won in any of them. There's no good situation to bet Russ at all whatsoever. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, that's it. We got another WNBA show coming up after this, so stay tuned. Mm, I don't know. Well, we'll see if your Wi-Fi is going. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, how does we'll Wi-Fi going? Yeah, okay. We might not be Worst doing cases, it might be this. tomorrow morning, but we have a WNBA episode before game two, so stay tuned for that. Very much so. All right. For the one person checking us out on YouTube, make sure you like the video on the way out. And for anybody else that pops in on YouTube before, you know, game time make sure you like the video give us give us come on the algorithm likes us help us help us out you come here for the pics just drop a like that's all we have it's free this is free i'm not asking for much and for all the people that are catching us in their ears via podcast man just drop a five-star rating and review even if you drop one drop another one say something nice or say something bad i don't care just make sure it's five stars other than that i have nothing else to say nothing else to do no other way of ending the podcast just gonna end it like this if we give you another first touchdown score, you guys gotta drop some ratings and reviews. Come on now. We're out of here.